How you doing, beautiful people? Thank you for coming into Hidden Palace, which is boy Shahid the King, which is me, Shahid the King. Well, thank y'all for coming out, tuning in to me, uh, sticking with me through these uh, episodes that I've been doing every week. Uh, for taking time out your day to come listen to me when you don't have to. There's many other things you can do, but thank you once again for taking time out your day to listen to me. Um, I'm going to talk about, this week I'm going to talk about myself. And um, I don't do it quite often because I don't, sometimes I don't feel like I'm interested enough to talk about. But today I feel like it needs to be said as far as for me and for those maybe who feel the same way I feel. So, um, I, I, I used of course, my parents, I, I didn't used to be, I used to be very, very um, confident and very, very like, I, I got this type of attitude when I was young. Apparently, I was like, one up until like seven, I was like, I'm the man. Can't tell me nothing. Um, but after that seven-year-old age, uh, that's when I got in my own head about who I was and and how I felt about myself. And me, I've been a big guy. I'm a big guy. Um, I've been a big guy since I was about seven. So, you know, as, as, you know, as life goes on, you different, there were different people in your groups as far as school and then where you go, you're a big guy. So naturally, sometimes some pick on you, some dudes like this to you, whatever, you know how it goes. But I never had like this, um, big mountain of confidence. It came in spurts now. It came in spurts and I just felt like I was just, I looked good and I felt like I was the best I can be, but it wasn't always there. Most time, about 9% of the time wasn't there. And, um. And I, had, I used to think I was ugly. I used to think that uh, I, I didn't matter to anybody. I didn't match to nothing. Um, what I said didn't matter. How I felt didn't matter. Um, that just who I was wasn't relevant enough to life for people to care about. I know that was a horrible thinking, but at the time, that's how I felt about myself. That's how I felt about who I was. And um, I don't go into deep detail about it because I don't think it's, it's needs to go in detail about it but as people who felt that way you know how it feels when you feel like there's nothing going for your life you just, you just uh, like a better word waste of space that's how I felt for a long time it, even even with myself and talking to women trying to get to know women I had I had to think to myself what, what was I what was weird about me that had to I could bring to the table other than money now mind you I never I haven't had Said job, everything I've done. I had jobs like here and there, but most of my stuff has been like side stuff like that. And had a job once for like a year, but you know what I'm saying like I do different things to make money. And um, and I, so I, usually God, whenever I'm down and out, God will come and bless me with some type of financial blessing that makes sure I stay on top. So I don't I don't sit down for long. So money to me was never an issue. It still is an issue to me. Money is still something that I know I'm trusting God for. He bring to you. So I knew when the time came, if it was for me to have it, I would get it. That's how I still feel nowadays that if time come and God sees fixing me to have it, then I get it. So I don't even worry about it anymore. You know there's times where you know you fall back on it and say, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do. But then you got to think about the faith you have it with the God deserve. And know that every time, I know that every time I've been down and out, God has came through and came and blessed me with something more than I can imagine. Even if, even if it's a dollar that I didn't have the day before, it's still a blessing. Because I didn't have the day before. So I'm just, I just be thankful for when God does come and bless me when I have, when I'm down and out. But so I have to say was so money to me wasn't a big issue, and uh, when I you know, would talk to girls, I had a hard time explaining, thinking to myself, what what could I bring to the table because what I have, and one thing I didn't know I have, I knew I had love because I know I love, I love hard. I know I have guys love inside of my heart, guys inside of me that when I get with that person who God has for me, they're gonna feel it, they're gonna know 
that that is true love, that the album that you love. And I went and forgot to have it, but sometimes, you know, it's hard to even say you have that because you have nobody to exhibit it with. And yeah, I know I got my family, my my, uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, so I'm real close to, by the way. But it's nothing like the the love of, a, of another person who loves you the same way you love them. And I never had that. So when I would get, when I would get somebody who I thought could be the one to love me, I would get happy. I get confident. When I'm talking to somebody um, that I like and I see that they respond to me, I get confident. I get real confident. I get like Rico Suave type of confident. Like I just, anything I say, I feel like I can, I can just say it. And nothing out the, nothing out the, out the, too risky, nothing crazy out the water, but I just felt like anything's possible, right? And, uh, still like that to this day, like if, if I meet somebody I like and I see that we're that we vibing real well, I get mad confident, mad confident. But let me, let me go and talk to you. And I, I don't know whether or not it's going okay. I, I'm just, I lose it all. And I'm just, I'm just there. And I think that's, that's one of the things that comes with me being hidden in a sense. Because I do have that self-esteem issue. When I, cause I went, to, I went to school at one point and, and I, I graduated homeschool for those who don't know. And, um, and I've, I've pretty much been with my family since then. I don't go out too much. I'm not a big, I'm not, I don't have many friends like that. So my friends are very, very far, few far in between, but um, so I, I, I can, I'm very social. I'm very, very social. I love to talk, love to have fun, but still, still take me time to come out my shell a little bit. So for me, talking to women has always been a, a scary thing for me because I think for me it's more so the rejection part of it, the feel of being rejected. Cause I've been rejected to, in times where I felt like I was a bit of everything around me. Like for example, when I was in school, um, God is blessing me with the power to help couples. That's how that's best I can explain it. Like I, I just know how to talk to to women and talk to men and help them to make the relationship better and help them to understand what they're going through and how to make it better and how to move forward from it. I always been able to do that since I was young. So in school, I would always be the one who they come to, who women come to, men come to. For help of how to get this person, get get this person, that person. Well, it always ironically always came to me. To the woman came, the women came to coming to me. Always the ones who I liked. They're always the ones who I said I want to be with, who I wanted to try something with, and try and see if we can be a girlfriend type of thing, boy and girlfriend type of thing. But they never liked me back. Never. It was always help me get this person, help me get that person. And me being who I was, I'm not. I wasn't building confidence. So I'm like, you know what? Hey, man, if I can just be their friend and talk to them, help them out, maybe it'll work like that. So I can just say, forget it. So I, I still will have that. I like you in the back of my head, but you know what? It's better than nothing. So I missed out on, on a lot of things. I could have I could have possibly could have had a girlfriend at the time because I was just so um, self-conscious of myself, of who I was, that I said it was better for me to just be on the sideline and actually be playing the game. And... um. I think when I look back on it, that that's kind of how I molded my life. I was I felt like it was better to be on the sideline and playing the game. And yeah, you can on the sideline you can talk and you can you can tell them what to do. You can make plays. You can tell them how to do this and what to do. But if you ain't in the game, then really 
you're not really playing. Like, yeah, yeah, you're still part of the team, but you're not really playing the game because you're, you're on the sideline. You never got off the bench. And I didn't know, I, I never fully took that step off the bench. And um, so, what I said, my confidence level was was immensely low. And, yeah, I, I have my, and then also, too, I think for me, too, was I'm a, I'm different. I'm very different. So my way of, um, what's the word? My sense of humor is very different. Very, very different from most people. So something I might find funny, somebody else might find it as weird or a little bit crazy. And I've come to realize that's fine. That's why I am. I can't change it. That's, that's my person. That's how I grew up. So I don't look too bad on it, but that's also too why I kind of stay away a little bit. Don't be, don't, don't go out there and put myself out there. But I think that's a big part of too why I'm so um I'm unconfident like that. Like I'm not very confident in myself. And um just just reading the Bible and and talking to God about different things and I couldn't realize that I know I say I'm hitting and if you watch the watch my first video I ever did on my YouTube, you see what I'm saying with the video. If not, I'll, I'll link it in here so you can see it. Um but I'm not very um I was very confident in myself, but talking talking to myself, talking to myself and listening and talking to God about myself, I realized that I was made for a purpose. I was made to be better, to be greater than what, what I am now. That I should have confidence out of this world because who who my father is, who he made me to be. And you would think the things that the things I accomplished myself, I'll be confident for. And not not to boast, but I just want to put it out there of things I've done. Okay. So, in 2012, I just came back from California, and um, I was working as a camp counselor. I, my first time really leaving my, leaving my fam- my parents, my family, just doing my own. I was out there for like three months. Fun time, real time, loved it. Came back, um, and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what was the next step. So, um, as I said in the pre- previous video, I'm a virgin. So... Um, at the time I think I was what? I don't want the story, guys. I think I was twenty something. I'm not gonna even say I was twenty something. Oh, uh, nineteen, some of that, close to twenty, some of like that. Um, but I was I was that old. No, 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 no. Twenty fifteen, not twenty twelve. Twenty fifteen. That's that's when I did it. I was like twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. So I'm sorry, twenty fifteen. Um, but I didn't know what I was gonna do myself. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know where I was going. What was my next step? So I asked God, what should I do? And I've always been a storyteller. And my um when I was in camp and I was a counselor, my job was the number one counselor for the, the teens. And that was boys and girls. And I didn't I didn't have the girls. I just they were just with me on certain activities, but they loved me as a as the teen counselor. That was who I was. I didn't boast them, but that's who I was. So my thing was I felt like a good story can change people's point of view. So what I would do is Every night or every time we got ready to do something that's activity together, I make up a story. And um I would tell it to my camp to my kids. Well, the to get hurt to the story the story to be told to you had to do had to be good that it had to make sure that we went that they went off without a hitch. You know you can have some little small things here and there, but that overall was a great day. So every day most time was a good day. Now I have them for a whole week. But um one day when um, we had kids and we all went to on this hike and uh, one of my kids and I was listening, he kept running away and had to find him and stuff like that. So I said, you know what? 
I had all the kids be, they had buddies. So you took care of the person next to you. Y'all make sure you, that person didn't go away. Make sure y'all was good. Well, his buddy didn't take care of him. And I said, at real family now, when we're together, so that means if somebody else don't take care of him, you, you step up and take care of him also. Well, none of my kids took care of him, right? None of them. So he kept running off and kept doing his own thing. So finally, we got back. I got him back. We went back to the camp, to our cabin. And I was like, you know what, guys? Because of today, there's no, there's no store today. And mind you, these are like 14, 15-year-olds. And when I tell you, they got so upset and got so mad at the at that one kid for running away. And that they would, because there was going to be a story tonight. Because I'll, I'll read it every night before I go to bed. Or if not, I'll read it when I see the girls when we come together. But they were so upset. They were so heated, so mad at this kid. Like, why did you do this? Why? Why? Look, we can't get a story. We're going to have to wait. We got one more day left here. And we're going to miss this half a story because you, you messed up. And I'll say, no, no, no. It's not just him. It's all everybody because we all is in this together. So um, eventually they will get over it and they'll be they'll be upset. So the next day come around, and um, so t- night comes in. I then like okay, Trey it was good. They can listen to the story. So now I had to make a double cross story. So I never saw kids be so attentive to this to a story I made up. And me personally, prior to that, I didn't think I was that interesting to have to listen to. But I never they were so so interested in what I had to say. So interested in seeing my point of view of the story and hearing it, that it inspired me, right? So as I'm sitting there thinking, say all that to say, back to, I'm at home now, thinking what to do, and God says, you have the story, so tell it, like you always do. So, I said, okay. So I sat there, and um, I wrote it. Yeah, I wrote the story. I wrote my story. I wrote um, what God had me write, because a lot of it was God, 95% of it was God. Maybe five percent was me, but nine percent of it was God. And I wrote it, and um, it was done. All I had to do was like uh, edit it and proofread it. But uh, some I just couldn't put it out there. I don't know what it was. So I held on to that story for up until twenty twenty, and uh, during COVID time, the pandemic, and um, I got God blessing with some money. So I said, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's go and put it out there. So I did. Took me three months, but I self published my book. It's called How It Happened. And I made made my book. Um I sat there, I was able to I wrote it. I was able to get um well, my cover done, everything was done for. So my first book was done. And this was this was what I'm that was what, twenty twenty six? So I was twenty six years old and I published the book. And no, I overlook it a lot, but I think about it. That's that's a big accomplishment for for me, for people. Period to have a book written and published. Now, mind you, it's not it's not a huge book, but it's still a book nevertheless. It's still a book that's that was something I wrote and something I put my heart into, and me and God wrote together that is out there for the world to see. And a lot of times I would look at as a pivotal part of who I am, because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't have that that courage to to sit there and write a book. And not actually write it, but also put it out there. Also be able to have it out there and let let it reach who it's going to reach. Now, mind you, when I got the book, the book is written for for teens and for young adults and teens on, on up. Now, it's, it's everybody's book, but I wrote, mainly wrote it for teens and young adults. Because I wanted it to be something that you you enjoy reading. I wanted it to be a fun read. I know myself personally as a, as a reader. If the book is boring, I'm not going to read it. 
And that's just that's just in I guess to me that's what, like that's any reader who who's likes to read. If it's not if it's not fun, you're not gonna read it. If it's boring, you're gonna put it down. So I made it to where they can relate to. But so I have to say I'm a published author. I'm published. I have my own book. Um I also went to school for web design. I graduated that. One of the top some of the top of my class. Like the top five of my class. And and I was proud of it. You know, in the moment, you're proud of it. And you're like, yes, I did it. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, I made it through. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because I, 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 I made it. But then when that time comes and you're all alone by yourself and you're, you're sitting there by yourself and just thinking and the devil comes to you and say, Would you, you didn't do nothing. How are you going to make it? So at first when that comes to me, I'm like, and I got this. So I'm like, I can, I can do this. I, I graduated this class. I did this. I did this whole web design thing. I learned how to code and all stuff like that. So I'm good at it. So me being the man I am, I have ideas for days. So I go and um, make this. I have this idea. I want to go and um, and get it done and make it make this app, make this app for what I want to do. So uh, I got this thing called the uh, hackathon that we had inside our uh, coding camp. And I went to the hackathon. Uh, I didn't win, but it was cool. It was fun. I met other coders. Other uh, coders like me, like myself, who was still in school. And uh, we lost, but we had a good time. So I met some friends there. And uh, we both, we all had the same idea. We want to make it happen and put ideas out. Well, I was like, cool. So we met, met each other up. So I'm like, no, we can do. We can make this app. Together, we all know. We all forgot how to do it together. We all code. So we can sit there and make it together. Have a group thing. So I went out. Um, I started... Going to getting different apps together or different uh, applications on the computer, setting up times we work together, setting up different uh meetings, setting up different things to do. Started coding the app myself, do a little bit I could do because I wasn't I wasn't great at the back end stuff, but I was doing a little bit I could do. And uh, it had it was me, uh, one a girl and a guy, and we were all working, we were supposed to work on the app together. So, you know, mind you, I was doing this, while I was juggling work, so I was working from 3 p.m. to about 3 a.m. Okay, this, this that was my that's my schedule during, during school too. So I'm working all working all that and trying to and trying to build this app. Well, school at first and then after school finished, I was trying to build the app and go to work at the same time. So I, I was exhausted because I did this school for six months. So this was this was a this was crazy. I was trying to keep things working, but I did it. God willing, I did it. I made it. Maybe it through. But so I was used to just coming home from, coming home from school, going straight to work. Then working all day, so you can feel it while I go back to school. So school start school started at six in the morning. Well, well, actually school started at eight o'clock in the morning. But where I lived at, had to drive in those traffic, so I had to wake you wake up at six to get there on time for school. So I was just moving, moving, moving. So I'm like, when I talk to them about doing the app, and they all excited about, yeah, let's get it. We're gonna do this, get it, do it, and get it done. We're gonna be the next big app builders, young, well, black billionaires in the world. So I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm with you. I feel the energy. We're great. So. Time goes on. I'm still trying to juggle school and still doing it. Now I start calling and everybody say, oh, I've been busy. Or, oh, I forgot to do it. Or, I'm not going to do it anymore. Or, or I, I can't do it. I took my own stuff going on. And I'm like, but we said we're going to do this. Yeah, this. This is a group effort. We're supposed to be doing this as a group. And every time there's an excuse of why they can't do it or what they can do for till eventually the dude dropped out. And the girl who was with me from the beginning, she started returning my phone calls. So for me, me being who I was at the time, I, I went to depression almost like, dang, 
So I can't count nobody. And this this is before my book now. This is before I did the book. This is this is still around like um twenty what? This 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 is like twenty eighteen nineteen. So I'm just like, dang, I can't do nothing, man. I I, I don't know. I don't know what to what to do. Now I haven't published a book. Book is just sitting in my my uh, computer, just waiting. But I haven't published it yet, so just sitting there. And I'm like, man, I'm trying my best to be forthcoming to be out there for people to come join me and be be sociable. And I put my trust into these people who's gonna help me do this, and they all reneged on me, all left out on me. They just even stopped talking to me. Period. Um, the people in school who I used to hang out with and talk to during class, they were acting funny with me. They weren't trying to mess with me like that at all. Better talk to me when I was there. Or when I see him again, I call him, never answered. So I was just feeling just 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 like I was worthless. Cause I'm like, okay, I got this idea. I got people to do it with me. I, I try my best to bring them in there, and they're not even trying to be accommodating you know, or even want to work with me. So I just was going through it. And I just had this. I never let anybody know it, but just is just kind of like this bitterness towards myself because I felt like um I'm not good enough I'm not enough for people to want to do so with me or want to help me or want to just be around me I was enough because the people I thought my friends all left me people who I thought was my partners they left me so what I had left, but it's my family. I couldn't, I had my mom, my dad, brother, sisters, but I didn't have my other family. They were there, but wasn't really there. I was never really close to them like that for real. And the ones I was close to, they changed up on me as time went on, different circumstances happened. They would change up who they were. So it wasn't always the best to deal with my, my, my mom and my dad's family side. So it was mainly just my immediate family. So no, I still love them, and it's, but it's just like the part of me, like I want to branch out and have people to hang out with. It just wasn't very, it wasn't there. And, uh, I had like one or two people I hung out with, but they weren't really like friends. They were just people I hung out with. So as time went on, I just kept, you know, I was like, no, I'm just taking it to where, hey, look, that's my life. I'm just going to be this recluse. My, I got my family, but really people who outside of my family, not going to know who I am, not going not to know me. And uh, so people my age didn't really mess with me. I had people, now people my parents' age, they love me. Old generation, love me. Want me to all the time, want me to be there to hang out with them. Call me, come ride, do stuff like that. We had had fun time with them, but you know, me being in my early twenties, I want to have some people around my age. But sadly, didn't work. Didn't work out that way. Um, so I was about my life, still just trying to keep it pushing every day, taking day by day, and but still having that holding that resentment and that bending some heart for myself. Um, at the time, talking to a girl, which I didn't expect to happen. Talk to a girl and. Long so short, that girl messed me over and and treated me one way, but then something was said and it got to, got to be another way. And I thought it was gonna be true because you she we fought for each other at the moment in that beginning. But I'm just gonna put this out. The long so short, had a girl. She was she was mixed. Um, her mom was white. Her dad was black. Her mom abused her dad abused her mom. So she never so she didn't like black men. I didn't know this at the time, but um, when me and the girl got together, I met her mom. Her mom didn't say nothing, but I didn't think nothing of it. And uh, long story short, kind of found out she she didn't like me because I was black. Um, didn't like me too because I was a virgin. She said it's weird I'm a virgin, and uh, talking to a girl who's a virgin. But I guess I don't know how to explain it. But that's what she said it was. Um, and the girl at the time, 
she fought. We fought. She fought for me saying how much she don't care what her mama say and we gonna still be together because she like me and this and that and, and she won't be with me. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm done for. Okay, finally somebody. I had a, like a, a, a moment of of happiness, a moment of confidence. Yeah, somebody died for me. They want to be with me. They really want to, don't care what their parents say. They want to be with me regardless. So she's still, her mama still never liked me regardless. So we still supposed to be talking and, and being together and still doing things together. And um, it comes down to a point where we're sitting there talking. We talk every day on the phone. Well, one day we're talking and um, and she just goes out of, out of blue and says, I miss my ex. And me being home, I'm like, what you mean, your ex? I'm, I'm here. She said, no, no, it's not like that, but he's my best friend. And we did everything together. I said, but I'm your best friend. She's like, yeah, you are, but you're not. So I was confused, like, how I am, but I'm not. And it threw me for a loop. It threw me off. And she's like, because cause you are my you are my best friend, my ex-boyfriend, my boyfriend, my, my future husband. So I'm like, what? I'm like, I didn't know we was broken up. I thought we were still together. She's like, no, we not, but we are. I said, huh? So I was confused. I don't know what, but I'm so sure she went through this whole thing where she was uh, going through her own depression. And uh, she was talking about killing herself, and I tried my best to help her out from not doing that. So I, I talked to her on the phone for like four hours. Excuse me, telling her, don't do what God has you. God got you with you for a reason. You 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 gonna you blessing to me, you're blessing to be around and all this stuff. I'm gonna do my best to show the love of God to have me. And after four hours I got the phone, she's like, Okay, I'm fine. The next day she called me upset. I'm like, What's wrong? She's like, I'm at you, what you mad me for? Cause you need to try to help me. Say when? When I try to kill myself, you need to try to help me to get out of it. I'm like, huh? I talked to you for four hours straight trying to help you get out of it. I said, No, you didn't, you didn't talk to me at all. You just let me do it. I said, I didn't do anything. I tried to tell you to stop doing it. So I was on the phone for so long to teach you to stop doing it. I don't understand me as God. Guys don't understand me. And at that point, I just got upset. Like, what you mean? I didn't try for you. I put I put my all into, into that. I put my all into trying to stop you from not harming yourself the way that, that, that shouldn't be done at all. I put everything I had into that. I put everything I had into you. I knew how your mom felt. But I still didn't care. I still said I'm going to push it real because I feel like we had a thing. We were going to be something more than what it was. In fact, you come and tell me that I didn't run for you. And then that, that blew my confidence out the window. I get it shook me to my core. So I'm like, how? How can how can you say that? So we ended that we ended that relationship. And um so I, I'm good. I let it go. I'm kind of depressed, but you know I get over. I said I gotta stay in my school. I still got my work to get done. So time goes on and um I start I wind up starting my um my 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 nonprofit L L O L Love Over Lust, where I go to different places and talk about the difference between love and lust to to teens and to uh, young adults. I did my I did my first um actual seminar, or how you would call it, at a, at a church um in um City Town, Georgia. It was a youth group. I was uh, I was about a good to fifty kids to like seventy five kids. Um, I did that. Um. And I, I sat there and I was nervous as heck. I was nervous about everything. But God gave me this confidence I didn't know I had to go out there and, and say it and speak about it. And I spoke about it. I, I did my did, did the whole thing. It was like a whole hour to pride myself. Um, the kids, they weren't so... There was some who was like, yes, I understand. But, you know, they had the whole, I'm, I'm tough. I don't believe in stuff like that. I don't want to talk about sex like that because 
I don't need to hear from nobody who say he, he's a virgin. He don't know what he's talking about. Um, but surprisingly, the adults, the adults, man, they were the ones who got from it more than the kids did. They're the ones who, who cried. They can't cry saying they wish they had somebody who told them about sex like I did to them that day. When they were young because they did it because their friends did it or because everybody else around them did it or they said do it. They didn't do it because they loved somebody. They did it because it was something to do or it was a thing to do. And just the, the pure feedback I got from adults saying how they wish somebody had the wisdom I'm giving them today back then. And it just shocked me. And again, I'm confident about it now. So at this point now, I'm confident when I'm confident that God has me into this great place. And um, I'm great. I'm good. Right? So fast forward after I did this, give me like another, I want to say six months. Something like that. Well, um, I'm in school and uh, I take my mom to the barbershop to go get a haircut. And uh, I usually know the guy who in there. His name is pretty, he's pretty cool dude. So I go in there, see him, talk to him, say, hey, what's up? This girl in there who's selling t-shirts. She makes them custom and she sells them and give everybody some t-shirts. Well, my mom, she was starting her own business, so she wants some t-shirts too. So she asked me to go talk to her. So I'm talking to the girl and uh, we kind of hit it off. And I said, well, hey, give me a number. I'm going to get your business. So I'll make some t-shirts for myself. I want a t-shirt made for myself and, uh, to start out my LOL. And I'm going um, to call you, get it situated. So cool bet. So I get a number. Um, nothing. Now, this, this is nothing. There's nothing romantic at all. It's just straight, just business type of thing, right, so she calls me the next day, and she's like, hey, I'm gonna call you tonight, when I get off work, um, I said, okay, well, I said, well, I get off at 11, she's like, I call at 11, so she called me at 11 o'clock at night, I'm driving home, uh, get there, we go on the phone, we talk about, the, talk about the, um, we talk about the shirts, and the prices, stuff like that, I don't know how we get on the subject of boyfriends, but she tells me that, um, she doesn't have a boyfriend, but there's a boy she likes that, that uh that kind of doesn't like her back, but she but he knows that she likes him. So long so sure we talk about that. Um and um and I know where I get this boost confidence. I started talking to her and she started saying how she she liked my voice over that and started talking. One last night we talked on the phone for from eleven to like seven o'clock in the morning. Right? And in between that she told me she loved me. She told me that um she she my my wife. She's going to have my last name, which is Joseph, by the way, but I'm going to change it to Jackson because my, my family name is Jackson, but she have my last name. I'm like, what? So she said all this stuff. Listen, I'm confident. I don't know. I'm confident as a mug. So I'm like, I'm talking to her like a G-boy. I'm like, I'm I'm suing him. I'm putting put in work with her with the confidence. And she just, she's like, oh, man, I, I love you. I, I'm so happy to see you. This is one day. I can't believe I mess my like you. God's telling me you the one for me. God's telling me that me, me and you are supposed to be together. I know what I feel in my bones. So I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm happy. Now, mind you, she's just now. I'm a big dude, so I, I don't. I'm not a fan of my preferences in small women. Not, a, not. I'm not a fan. My preferences. In, my preferences are more of the of a thicker woman, of thicker descent. She was pretty small. Well, I was like, you know what? Her, her personality cool. So anyway, I can look past the smallness. She's kind of she's cute. So I can look past smallness. We can just keep going from there, right? So mind you, she saw me uh, doing when I when we get the shirts from her from the barbershop. So you know how I look, right? So, um, we talk all that day. Um, she said she got to work. She got to work, uh, that same day at like 12, but she said, but I want to see you, um, that before I go to work so we can, so I can just talk to her. I want to see your face. Like I'm down. So I just bought this, uh, this new shirt. It's a shirt. I love shop pole, support clothing. 
the South Pole like jersey. I was happy, boy. I just bought a jersey. Spent like a, my first time spending like a good fifty dollars on a shirt. I was excited, boy. I had my money. I was I was feeling good. I bought this new shirt. Had these new pants, the new Levi's. I was feeling good. So I went and put on my my new shirt, my new Levi's, my my nice good old Air Force Ones, fresh out the box, they white, crisp, ain't no creasing nothing. nothing. The shoestrings is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. So I'm looking fresh, man. I'm looking tight. So I go there. I give my dad a call. Well, I had my, it was my class. I had my had a full exhibition at the time. So I got my call. Got my music on, playing playing my little music in the call. It was all nice and smooth. Got my beat going. So I'm happy, man. I'm just happy going there this morning. So we meet at the Zaxby's. Oh, we meet around like 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning because she had to work at uh, 12. It just asked me as I get in there. She in the she in the, she sitting down at the booth just just looking sad. So I'm like, what's wrong? Ain't nothing. So I'm like, you good? Yeah, I'm good. So I'll try and talk to her. She's kind of give me the little side talk. This is the hey, yeah, okay. Hey, what's wrong? What, what's going on? We talking, have fun talking last night. Matter of fact, earlier this morning. Like, yeah, I know. It's just that I got to take something. I said what? She said I can't do it. Said, I can't. She said, I was like, you can't do what? She said, I can't be with you. I said, why? She said, cause you're big. I was like, what? Cause you're big. I said, what you mean? Cause I'm big. She said, I promise myself I'll never be with a big guy. I was like, how? Huh? But you know I was big when we talked on the phone that night. You know I was big when when I met you. She said, I know, but I just can't do it. She said, now. I know God is in my head right now telling me, you the one for me, you the one I need to be with, you the one I love, you the, you the one I've been searching for, I've been asking for all my life. From, from the one I've been asking, you the one I've been searching for, you the one who God says is going to help me, going to elevate me, make me better than what I was. But I can't do it. Because you're big. I never promised myself I'd never do it because you're big. I was like, what? Because I'm big. I was like, but I can change that. I, I can lose weight, I can, I can get smaller. I can't do it because you're big. And at the moment, I'm, I'm just in shock. I'm just like, because I'm big. But you knew I was big when you talked to me. So I'm just confused on what's going on at this point. So she's bust out crying. She's crying hard. I mean, parked out tears and everything, crying hard. She's like, I'm sorry. But I can't do it. But she kept looking at me and she kept looking at me with these eyes like, I want to, but I can't do it. So I said, you know what? Usually I get upset. Like, you know what? No, it's fine. So I was like, okay, it's fine. It's cool. I understand. So I've been, I was a gentleman. I got her up, put a jacket on her, uh, packed a pool and held in my hand. I walked to the door and she get, we get to the door. Open the phone. She looked at me with these sad eyes and, and she's still crying. And she's okay. It's cool. So I, I walk into her car, open the door for put in the got to put in the car. And she just hugs me. I mean, hugs me hard. And she's just crying hard. I mean, loud, loud and hard and snot, tears all that come down her, her, her face and on my shirt and, on my jersey and she's just crying and she's like, I'm so sorry. God's telling me I'm I shouldn't be doing this. I should be I should be with you right now. I'm doing this, but I can't do it. I can't do it. You just too big. You too big. And I thought him head was you too big. You too big. And she got in the car. I shut the door on her. Uh she turned the car on and just looked at me crying. Looking for a good two minutes and she just drove off and still crying. So I got in my car. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at myself and like, this, this, this is a joke, right? This this didn't happen. This, this She didn't just say I was too big and she knew how she saw how I looked. See, we didn't just talk for hours from sun sundown to sun up. And she, for her to tell me I'm big, 
from that point, my self-esteem went down the gutter fast. I mean, fast. I was like, if I, I talk to you first and I let you meet, meet, meet me and show who I was and you said you love my personality, you love me, and you still can't, can't look at that, you look at my weight over who I am, I feel like I'm worth nothing. I feel like I'm not worth the... I'm not even worth to walk on this earth at that point. If you're telling me that, you telling me God is telling you in your ear, you know it's him telling you, I'm the one for you, and you the one for me. Supposed to be together. I shout out without. But then you say, I can't do it because of, of vanity, because I'm big. You know how I felt with that? Man, that was devastating to me. So I hit it. I hit it. I, I told my parents what happened. I, I hit it real well. Like, okay. But see, I was just, I was just, I was angry. I was hurt. I was defeated. I'm be honest. I was defeated. I'm like, dang, not even, not even. I can't get somebody with just my personality alone. Period. Because I was already feeling that way over this time, self, time itself. Because I've been around people at like in California. I was around all these girls, and everybody I knew was getting a girlfriend on in, in, from the camp. All the counselors would be on somebody. I was just there, so I was already feeling. Like some stuff from that, and I was still feeling like, dang, I ain't got, I had nobody. And I finally get this little minute of, uh, after what happened to the last girl, of confidence and happiness, that there's somebody really, really down for me, really like me. And to tell me that, man, it, 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 it destroyed my confidence, destroyed who I was. And, um, and it was just so hard for me to cope with it, even though I wasn't showing it. It was hard for me to cope with it. So I really, at that point, my confidence really took a nosedive. It wasn't even, wasn't remotely there at that point. So even when I saw girls, it was like, what's the point of talking to them? Even if they talk to me and give me a hint of they like me, what's the point? You're going to tell me I'm big and not going to talk to me anymore. You're going to tell me um, I'm not enough or I don't look good enough to be your girl, be your boyfriend or something like that. You're going to tell me something like that and I'm lying. So it don't matter if talking to you anymore because you're going to either say, if you say, even if you say yes, it's going to be yes to the condition. It's not going to be yes wholeheartedly. And I couldn't take a no at the time. So I just didn't even try. I said, why try? What's going to come from it? Nothing. So I didn't try. I didn't even give a thought to it. I just kept living my life doing me. But I was living, I was living but, but dead inside. And, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't cool. It wasn't a place to be. It wasn't a place I needed to be. So, again, this is still before my book came out. So, this is 20, so now fast forward after that. This is like 2018. Fast forward 2020. Um, I was still going through. I got an accident in 2019. Um, a, a lady hit me, T-boned me in my, in my driver's side and towed my car. Uh, I messed up my rotator cuff. Uh, messed, I had I got some bone discs in my, discs in my neck. Um, I messed up my um, my hip, I guess pelvis, whatever you call that, that has my hip bone in it, or my leg moves. I messed, I messed up my uh, my t- my um, muscles in my leg, so it sometimes it spasms and it doesn't move. Uh, I had a, I messed up my head. I had a had like a minor. I feel like it was my concussion. They never said it, but I feel like it was. I'm just reading about it. Um, my back is messed up. I had a lot of things messed up at the time, so. Which the doctor, doctor told me I'm, I'm like a 40-year-old, I have 40-year-old body and a 20-year-old body. I have 40-year-old body, I'm 20 years old, so I had 20 years of my life, 20 years of pain in my life. So, happened 2019, I recuperated from that, 
when I'm losing my job for it because of the accident. And um, I was just kind of just, just living at that point. I was just still didn't care about who, what was really going on in my life. I was still just kind of just living for the moment. And um, I said 2020 came, and in 2020, I was when I started back into God again. And um, started going back to church and trying to find out who God was to me again, find out what he had for me. You know, what do you want to do for me? I stopped doing LOL stuff. I stopped doing all that. I stopped doing anything that involved God because I feel like I wasn't worthy of doing anything at all. You know, so 2020, I got back into God and got back into who he had, who I am in him and who he has for me and reading the Bible every day and just talking to him and still loving him and going to church meeting people who, who were like-minded, who felt the same way. Um, and God told me, Trey, go ahead and uh, make this book. Put it out there. So I'm like, how am I going to do it, God? I don't have the money for it. And I said, no, about two years later, I got the money for it. That and then something. I'm like, dang, God, you really working in America. You really doing this? So he said, so what you waiting on? Do it. So, okay. So I went in there, found, found me, found me, uh, I found myself a publishing company, same one my dad used when he published his book. Shout out to my dad. Uh, he has his own book, Tori Jackson, called The Formula. Look it up on Amazon. It's a great book, great read. Um, and um, yeah, so I went there. We worked on got the, got the books published on the same company. Um, I did it. I went to um, I went to this um, what's the word? This uh, get together with my parents and um, talked about my book. Um, and saying I published it and saying how. Telling people what it was and what, what the book was about and uh how I wrote it and how it came to be. And um this one the spark of Thomas came back in my life. I went went to that to that get together. It was it was mostly adults and, the, and my parents talking to me. I'm just kinda you know you just around people and you just kinda keep yourself quiet and just be on the sidelines. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, you talking about it, but not really talking well. My mom isn't one who is big on being on the sidelines. She's she wants you to be out there and shine. So of course, she does what she does best and puts me out there telling me about tell everybody telling me about my book. And uh, she told me that day to bring some with me. So I brought like five books with me. Um, So uh, she tell me tell me to tell them about the book. At first, I'm kind of shy. But you know what? I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and do it. So I'm like, I'm talking to God. God tell me I got to be more for coming and be more out there. So I went and told my book and gave my description of what it was and talked about how it came to be and what it symbolized for me. They loved it. But all five, matter of fact, two of them paid extra, paid 25 instead of 15 and a half for it. I'm like, dang, they, they like it like that? And that sounds like, okay, you know what, God? I am something. I, I, I can be something. I can be great. And uh, and I was excited. I got my confidence back again, and I was happy. Then another girl came around. <laughs> and uh, and this girl again was somebody who at the time uh, she had broken up with her boyfriend, and uh, we were just talking and, and having a good time. And and my mom met her, and my mom she doing she is she like seven old people, and she was a great she was a beautiful girl. Um, and she was just the type of girl she was she had nice she was thick, she had everything I liked everything she was beautiful, and she was foreign so I was like yeah, love me foreign girl so I'm like yeah this is it. So we talked to her. We talked for like two weeks. Um, having a great time. Um, she she's starting to warm up to me. We kind of 
flirt here and there, and she flirt back with me, and so like, you know what? I'm using my confidence to go ahead and ask her out. So, before I ask her, right? Uh, we're we're at uh, IKEA, and we're at IKEA. We having a good time, we talking, laughing, clowning, and, and having a good time. Well, she get a phone call. All of a sudden, she just changed on me. Like she kind of, she kind of quiet, not saying much. Then uh, after I keep go to BJ's. Just she uh so she she after I kid she kind of get better BJ she kind of going back to old stuff we be talking kind of laughing uh, my parents make jokes about us being together she going with it so we having a good time talking and she get another phone call she just no she get a text and then her whole mood changed after the text like her whole personality and everything changed after the text right um so leave BJ is heading back home we supposed to do something else she go and say well guys I'm gonna go uh huh yeah I'm gonna go and see y'all later on. Like, where were you going? We're supposed to be doing something out there. She got us out the car real fast and she dipped out of there, right? She was gone. So, I'm like, okay, maybe it was like some appearance, something that happened. So, the next day, um, I go to to the store. She loves, uh, she was she was in love with penguins and stuff like that and different stuffed animals. So, I got a stuffed animal. I got like this, uh, this little like uh, pool dress we had, where we lived at, had a nice little pool. And um, I got her this like box of chocolates or whatever. And that's what like I like to I like to spend on people I, I like I like to I like to buy presents I like to buy gifts, so I bought these gifts and um I had, well, we had we had uh, I had to do some some type of stuff that day so I called her again around that around um around like four or five at night and um we sat by the pool and I said I didn't talk to you for a second she said what's up I said well can I, you got time to talk she said, I got time to talk and um so I go over to her and I'm like hey how you doing she said hey how you doing she come there. She went, she's looking some nice clothes. She coming there real nice. I'm okay. See, she, she, she feeling me. Cause she kind of sitting next to me, talking to me for a little bit. And, um, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I, I'm expert on women, but I'm pretty, I know what I'm going to flirt it on. My, even everybody said, even my little brother, them said, they were younger than me. They was like, uh, 12, 11. They all say she flirting with me. My parents said she flirting me. So I'm like, yeah, she flirting me. So I'm, oh, I got this. So I go to her and, uh, work up the courage. I'm like, hey, um, we've been talking for a minute, but I want to see maybe um, it's cool if I take you on a date. And um, don't worry about it. I'll pay for everything and I don't know all that. Just let I want to take you on a date. Just show you a good time. She looked at me. She's like, um, well, I'm not saying this straight, but I don't see you like that. And I don't know when I ever give you the person I did see you like that. I, I always thought we were just good friends and I don't see... Why you would think that I like you like that? Now, mind you, at this point, I, 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 my usual normal demeanor is like, whatever. I have this, this, this thing where if you wrong me or do something to me that doesn't make sense and that just, that just really just do too much, I give you this stink face. When I give you a stink face, it's a bad way to be, but I don't care. It's a bad way to be, but it's the truth. I don't care about you. I don't, I don't care at all. So when she, when she explained to me that she never once tried to get not to try to fit with me or try to even make me think that way what was was going on and the stuff she did it was all just for fun, for play. None of it mattered. It was all just to hang out and be friends. And I'm like, I know it wasn't. Certain things you did wasn't wasn't something you do that to a friend. And um, I got angry. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. So. I clocked out of that. I clocked out. I'm not. I clocked out. She. She. We, my parents came over there. My mom came over anyway. And um, 
she was talking to them, but I just wasn't, I just wasn't in there. I wasn't in the mood to say that until I wasn't in the talk to, in the mood to talk to her at all. And, um, and I found out her ex-boyfriend, even though he cheated on her, came back and told her he did it because his mom abused him. So he needed to talk, talk to other girls to feel like he was loved. And she believed it. And so she got back with him. And uh, just kind of, at that point, goes to me at that point. She left me alone altogether. Uh, didn't answer the phone calls. Didn't come come around anymore. Didn't talk to us anymore. So even since I missed my mom, her, my mom was cool. So again, time is coming again. Time is time of anger. So now I'm just going through the emotions hard now. And um. I'm just trying to cope with everything that's going on. And I'm still talking to God. But I'm like, God didn't really work on me. And I just don't feel like I'm about to anything. Well, fast forward 2021. And um, my mom goes and tells me to make this video. Um, To, the, to this, video she, this video she saw and she made. Explain what it means to me. And after talking to God... Before I made the video, he told me just make it. And I didn't know what to say. I don't know what I was going to say. I didn't know how I was going to word anything or nothing like that. But I made a video. It was called To the Hidden Ones. And I realized at that moment, I was special. That God had me hidden from people in the rest of the world. Because I had he has a certain purpose for me that a lot of people in this world will understand. If they do, they'll try to abuse it. They'll try to demolish it. Or those who don't demolish it, like I said, try to abuse it. And men realize that with women, with friends, with life, period, God has always helped me, helped me hit and have shit around me so that way I don't have to deal with that, with them things that can tear me down or destroy me. Because if, if, if something small as me being depressed for, for small as a girl telling me no can take me out of what happens something really happens and I can't handle it and I get into the whole I don't kill myself mode and that's not who I am I've never been that depressed to say I don't kill myself but um that's not what that's not what what I'm about that's not what God's about so he has that he has to put some people certain people um away some people from from the norm and help and mold them as they as they are away and in their own little bubble in their own little area be able to strengthen them to handle what they have for him to handle. Whatever whatever God has for you to handle, whatever God has for you to do, he has the strength to do it. So some people, as far as me and the other ones who God has hidden away, are hidden so that they can they can build their strength up. So they can be able to fight that fight when time comes. And they can be able to stay strong and be ready for whatever comes their way and be ready to be forthcoming about themselves. It's being hidden too. It also gives you time to think about who you are as a, as a person and who you are, who you want to be. And doing that video, it helps me re- help me realize who I was and what, what I am to God, what I am to people. And honestly, people don't really matter that much. I don't want to say it in a mean way, but it don't really matter that much because people are fickle. People be here today and gone tomorrow. But no, going to be there always. Heavenly Father, God is always there no matter what. Through every up and down, sideways, backwards, flip up, flip upside down and Running around. He's right there every time. He's always there. He's just got to listen to him. He's always there. He's always in the back of your head talking to you, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. He's always there giving you guidance and helping you move forward. You just got to listen to him. 
So the moment you put your faith in man, the moment you're going to go down hell. When you put your faith in who God is and who and what he has for you and what he's done for you, you can't do nothing but win. You can't do nothing but have the confidence of of God. Because God is the most, he's, he's the, he has the most confidence in the world. He's so confident in you that he gave you free will to know that you can come back to him anyway. There's some who, there's some who say, no, I'm going to resist it. But overall, he has so much confidence in who he is. And how great he is that he'll know you come, he'll, he'll come back to him. You want you want to talk to him, you want to be with him, you want to know him, you want to give yourself to him. That's the ultimate confidence right there. That's that's the confidence that you can't even fathom. And that's how I feel with myself now. Like I've been going through this. Um I feel I had that confidence now. now and recently I had I've I've been going through this whole like uh not depression, but like you know, like in the uh stages of before depression, like I'm going back and forth. I'm on. I was on the seesaw between happiness and depression, happiness and depression, and uh, where my life was going. And um, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, I'm not. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. Um, I'm not what I wanted to be. What I thought I'd be in when I was younger. And I was going through this whole seesaw of emotion and anger, sadness, depression, all that. Just going back and forth with it, but um. Talking about it today and reading about it, reading about reading about God today and talking to God today, and it gave me a new lease on life. It gave me a new, it gave me back that renewed sense of confidence in myself and who God is and who He has for me and what He wants me to be. And when you get that boost of confidence from God, that boost of knowing that. He has you hidden and has you put away for a reason. Has you set apart for a reason. Man. It changes things. Man, it changes your whole view on everything that you hold dear. Because at one point you like, it's okay, it's whatever. But then when you get that, the confidence of God and who God is, man, you like, I can have the world. Everything here, everything here I can have, I want it. And that's not being, see, that's not being, not to say I'm better than anybody else at all. That's just being truthful. Whatever you ask for, he'll give it to you. All I have to do is ask. Keyword is ask. And don't try, you do it. Don't say, I'm going to try, lose weight. I'm going to try and not be mean. I'm going to try. No, you ain't you know, trying. You're going to do it. You say, hey, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get down to this so and so pounds. I'm going I'm gonna show, show my boss or show everybody that I can do this. I'm going to show the world that I have some have a gift that God has for me that has made for me and has. That he's gonna let me come out to the world and show and see, and they're gonna all appreciate and love it. You gotta do it. Don't try it. So, I want to say um, thank you guys for coming out, and um, thank you guys for sitting down and listening to listening to me talk and listen to my listen to my story, listen to how I felt today. I felt today. I know today is a long one from what I normally do, but I felt like it had to be said today. I want to come out and just. Be for be real and let me know what's going on. So um again, my name is Shady the King. Um thank you for coming to Hidden Palace. Uh Fargo again, why, why that's why I name Hidden Palace, because I feel like we're all hidden. Some people are hidden from from the world because God wants them to God has them something greater and set them apart from something greater. So that's why they're hidden. So I want to thank you guys for coming out again for uh sitting down and listening to me for these for these almost an hour. 
Um, I didn't know it was that long, but when you're just talking about God and, and releasing yourself, time flies. <laughs> so, again, the guys coming out. Thank you guys for tuning in. I uh, want to shout out to um, my mom, of course, for keeping me headstrong. God always. Because he's always there for me. My, my, my dad for being there. My immediate family for just loving me for who I am and not throwing me away. I want to thank my um my my auntie Lisa. She 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 even though she doesn't know it, but I'm I'm real grateful. She believes in me still and holds me dear in her heart. I know she did. I want to thank my auntie Sherry, who's always there for me regardless to to what happens, how long we stop talking. That she treats me like her own child, and she she doesn't throw me away when I don't do what I, what she wants me to do. Um, I, want, I just want to thank the people around me who all believe in me and still have faith in who I am and, and believe that I'm made for greatness. So, um, thank you once again. Um, you for coming out. Hope you guys enjoy. I will see you guys next week on Hidden Palace. It's your boy, Shahid the King, and I'm out.